0: Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, meet episode time. I'm excited to have you here. Before we get into it, let's dig into the word, okay? So when we're looking at the book of Genesis, chapter 50, verse 20, just one verse, it says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result, to keep many people alive. Guys, go back and listen to that spiritual kickoff. I spent a lot of time unpacking that one verse just to understand how we go through these seasons. We're going to go through them. But you know what? When that season feels dark, in those moments, that's where we have the most potential to do good, and to grow closer to him. And talking about, you know, going through some tough times and unfair advantages, that's what I have to we talking about today. We brought in Pastor Aaron um, Burke, guys. He is the lead pastor of Radiant Church there in Tampa, Florida, where he and his wife, Katie, started that in 2013. So they took a big chance. They sold everything. They moved down there. They started it up. Now they have eight campuses throughout that Tampa Bay community. He is such a passionate guy, fellas. I'm telling you, this guy, he is on fire. He, he's big on growing his local church and, and helping Christians live their God-given potential. So outside of just that, he's, not, he's also an author. He does a lot of speaking. He does a lot of traveling. He works heavily with planning churches, guys, and he does a lot of work in South Asia, Sri Lanka. We actually talk about that a little bit in this conversation. He's all about equipping we leaders to, to do more and to, to do all they can to be the leaders that God's called them to be, fellas. So I think you're going to really love this one as he's a big travel guy. He's a big family guy. He talks about CrossFit, the different things he does to tune his body to do the work that God's called him to do. I had a lot of fun with him. He's got a lot of energy, fellas. So if you guys have listened on the two times, you may want to back this one down. Aaron, when he gets to rolling, he, he absolutely crushed it. So enjoy this conversation with Pastor Aaron Burke. Pastor Aaron, welcome to The Lion Within Us. How are you doing today? I am doing
1: so good. It is such an honor to be with you and to be with your audience and so so pumped to talk today.
0: Hey man, this is what it's all about. Our our listeners, they're used to fun conversations with pastors who get fired up. So don't disappoint them. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: listen, I've never had a problem not getting fired up, so I'm ready. I'm
0: ready. <laughs> well, before we get into it, man, let's let's share a yep. little bit, Pastor Aaron, on, on maybe just a fun fact about you that not many people know. I know you have a lot of things going on. You, if you once I read your book, yeah. you're like wow, this guy. Is, I think I'm busy. This guy's busy. So give us a fun fact about you that not many people know.
1: All right, so I have five kids that are uh, 10 and under. My first was born in July, two years later and one month, 25 months later, my second was born in August, 25 months later, my third was born in September, 25 months later, my fourth was born in October, and you'll never guess it. 25 months later, my fifth was born in November. Your boy is a planner, so I know what I'm doing. (laughs) So that's the fun fact about me is my wife and I we were planners. So we we didn't really try to do that, but that's how it worked out. And we are five kids and done and just got a dog and life is good. We have a great time.
0: That is awesome. So five under 10 years old,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're a blast. We have a good time and uh, I've been spending just a lot of time with them and investing in them. I know those days, you know, they, they say the days are long, but the years are short. So I'm trying to make the most of those times with those kids.
0: Amen, brother. And I just, I, I've had a, several episodes. I interviewed some people and we talked about it and they wrote a book called 18 Summers. And when you start thinking of it that way, you only get 18 summers with your kids, man. It is so just that is point.
1: so true. That is I mean, I just think about it. I'm like my oldest. I've got about, you know, seven more. And I'm, I, it, it makes me a little freaked out.
0: So, Right. I mean, it's just crazy how fast it goes. Man, it sounds like you got awesome things going on at home. That is so incredible there. I'm, we're you. all about family men, too, and being family men first. So I'm excited. Absolutely. But thank you for jumping on because, guys. The unfair advantage. This is what we're going to be talking about today because it's a brand new book. This is your first book, right? It's my first book. I'm really excited about it. Man, well, for for your first one, bro, crushed it. This this book Thank was you. phenomenal. I mean, the, the listeners know, man. I don't. I don't bring guests on that I don't get a chance to read their their material, and so many people reach out. They're like, hey, will you come on? And I said, look, send me a hard copy because I'm old school. <laughs> I like taking notes. I got a hard yeah. copy here, guys. But it was phenomenal. I love the story of Joseph. I don't think we spent enough time talking about him, uh, particularly in even our community at the line within us. So, man, where did you come up with that idea using Joseph as a focal point for this? You know, when I look at the life of Joseph, it's so
1: much of my story. I think a lot of your listeners, it feels like it's a lot of their story also. Um, It's the story that, you know, God's got an unbelievable plan for our life. We know there's some kind of dream that God's got for us. And I'm, I even felt it when I was a kid. I was a young kid, just like feeling like, man, God's got a big dream for me. Uh, but how many, we all kind of know that the path doesn't look like the, the promise a lot. You know, the path, there, there's a dream that's in front of us that, um, that it's going to take some pain and some hardship to go through. Yeah. So the background of the book was a few years ago. This is before COVID. Um, I was in a, a meeting uh, with our staff, a prayer meeting. I'm praying over a girl on our team. And just praying for her. She'd gone through a lot in life. Her parents had a pretty ugly divorce. She had been abused and neglected and just so many issues. And I was praying over her. I just felt, I just kept saying, it's unfair. It's unfair what you went through. It's unfair how you've been overlooked. It's unfair the pain you've gone through. And then I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and said, Aaron, it's unfair, but it's for her advantage. And that's where the title came from. It was this uh, idea that, man, there's an unfair advantage what we go through as followers of Jesus, even Mm -hmm. though it's tough at times, um, we have an unfair advantage that we have things that we go through that are tough, but they're actually necessary to bring us to the potential God has for us. So it's a book to bring people hope, to bring us some encouragement, but to also let them know that just because you go through hard times does not automatically give you the right to the benefit on the other side, right? It's how you handle it. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's a lot of the keys on how to handle tough seasons.
0: Man, I, I absolutely love that. And I'm curious your take on this because I know there's several people and I've I've gotten feedback from listeners too. So not everybody listens to the show is believers, but it's just cool. We're we have opportunities to serve, you know, those guys who are who are trying to grow. And I've heard a lot of guys the struggle they get with, with with making that submission to Christ is, you know, well man, I look around this world. And it's full of all these bad things, and good people are going through terrible stuff. And I just don't get; yep. it doesn't make any sense. And I just want you to hang on the rim here. When you get stuff like that, when you hear people say stuff like that, how do you respond? And where would you point them to with, with this with this uh, in particular? Well, you know, I
1: the the idea that just because bad things happen to good people, the reality is bad things happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. The difference between a believer and non believers is not that if bad things are going to happen, it's who's in your corner when bad things happen. Amen. So my my thing is, it's like people are like, oh, well, believing in God is a crutch. You better believe it is. I better have a crutch to lean on in really difficult times. I better have something to go to in difficult times. So in the story of Joseph, there's seven unfair things that he goes through that everybody goes through, Christian or non-Christian. But the difference is, is with God on our side, We can learn how to leverage it for the ultimate purpose that God has for our life. So, I mean, it's just it's it's learning how to get through those difficult times. That God, I mean, Jesus said, "In this world, you will have trouble." That's a tough saying, right there. Like nobody puts that on a coffee mug and walks around town. Like you know, it's not a bumper sticker on the back of anybody's car, right? But but it's the fact. So if you're if you're listening to this and watching this, and you're you're sitting there going, "Well, I'm not a follower of Jesus," I'm going. What, what what's keeping you from the hope that we have? Like you, I would encourage you surrender your life to him. Right. Watch what happens because it doesn't exempt you from hard times. It exempts you from hard times without purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's the big deal. Cause you, now I know when pain comes my way, I know there's always a purpose behind it because God is orchestrating the steps of my life because I'm submitted to him. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal as Christians is that we can know no matter what happens to us, we hold on to what Genesis 50 said. The enemy might uh, man it for bad, but God used it for the good. So that is a life verse saying, you know what? I know that no matter what pain comes my way, God will use it for the good. So that is the hope that we have. And so I tell people all the time, like, listen, something is, is in charge of your life. I just I would encourage you to give it to God. Because but I don't think you can
0: handle it. Right. I'm so glad you brought up that one verse, Pastor Aaron, because that's, guys, go listen to the spiritual kickoff. That episode just came out. I unpacked mm-hmm. that scripture in depth because this is one that is definitely ties directly into what we're talking about today. Because, you know, so many, so many times, guys, you get, you, you get chasing your circumstances and if we chase happy. Yeah. Happy is, is circumstantial. And when the circumstances change, man you what you you find yourself just chasing the next thing, whereas what you're talking about there right. and that's joy and that and you are yes. not gonna find that separated from christ
1: absolutely you and you know what through good times through bad times you know i it's interesting I've seen people walk through the exact same devastating situation, whether it's the breakup of a marriage, the loss of a loved one the you know the retirement is disappears I've seen it happen to two people going through the exact same thing. One can come out of it better. One comes out of it bitter. And the only difference is, did you turn to God during that time? Did you run to God during that time? And I think it's how we we run to him during those moments gives us the victory so that we're better on the other side. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, we don't chase happiness. We chase God. And when we chase God, what happens? The Bible says, "Surely goodness and mercy will follow you." So I follow God; goodness and mercy follows me. That's a good way to live. Right Now, that doesn't mean all my seasons are good. It means God will make good no matter what I go through. Right. And uh, so, uh, and that's it's kind of a perspective shift for so many people. So I, I've had people. We have a lot of. Um, I started a church in in Tampa, and that's where we 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 base out of. And so there's people that'll give their life to Christ and. And, you know, they'll come to me, you know, and go, man, as soon as I gave my life to Christ, things started like falling apart in my life. I said, well, what did you think you signed up for? You you didn't sign up for like everything to be great. You signed up for the fact that you're going to follow God. And sometimes following God is hard. Right. It's difficult. But there's always purpose to everything that we go through. So I, I hope it brings hope to a lot of people.
0: I think it will. I mean, for me, it was an, such an encouraging read. I like the, the better or bitter. You know, that's something I I talk about, you know, quite often. And one thing I want you to just kind of unpack a little bit. I was reading through the discourager, right? Where you talk about discourage a dreamer. And there's a section there because I hear a lot of guys talk about, man, I don't know what God's will is for my life. And I don't, how do you, how you define that? You laid it out. You you laid out uh, four steps here. I'm not focusing on the cross, dying to ourselves, changing our pursuit, and then walking with confidence. And I just love for you, Mm -hmm. when you get to people and they're talking about, You know, how do you discern God's will for your life? I love how you did that. But how do you actually help them apply these areas? Because I think that's where a lot of guys get stuck is that application part.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, that part of the book, I think, is is so good because the fact is, he says, he says, if you do this, you'll find God's good, pleasing and perfect will. Right. I don't know anybody that doesn't want to know God's good, pleasing and perfect will. True. And and that's what he kind of maps out because we've made it into this mystery. And it's not a mystery. It's it actually very clear. He says, this is how you do it. You, you, you get a focus on the cross. He says, in view of God's mercy, he goes, I'm going to look through the lens of, of God's mercy, what he did for me. So people want to know God's plan for their life. The first thing is they got to submit themselves to God. They got to they lay down their agenda, their plan, because um, God's very clear. There's going to be no other gods in your life. So you, you've got to make a decision who's in charge.
0: That's hard for And When to you ask. submit
1: it to him. Uh, yeah. Well, well, especially men, we love to be in charge. Right. I, I, don't, I don't even like, like it when my wife drives the car. I like to drive the car. I like to be in the driver's seat. Um, but, but the fact is, is when it comes to our life, we can't be in charge. We've got to submit it to him. So that's why he says, he's like, you want to know God's good, pleasing, and perfect will? Go through the lens of the cross. Submit your life to him. Look at it. What, what has God done? So we're looking at it through them. And then he breaks it down. He says, view of God's mercy, I'm gonna offer my, my body as a living sacrifice. I'm gonna submit my will. I'm gonna lay it all down. We die daily. And when we do this, what is he gonna do? We get transformed in our mind. Now we start thinking different. Right. And it's interesting. Um people are like, Man, I, I want to know what God's plan is. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, God's plan for you is to surrender daily. And when you surrender daily, here's what you do. Your mind starts getting transformed. And now you start thinking better and different than you ever thought before. And what happens when you start thinking, you start coming up with an idea and you go, man, I just feel like I should, you know, quit my job and uh, maybe take, take on this job at a nonprofit. Where did that come from? That's God revealing his good, pleasing and perfect will to you. Um, It's, it's, It's you're sitting there thinking and you're, you go, God, I submit myself to you today. And then all of a sudden it comes to your mind and you go, man, I should really help that family member out with some money. Right. And then you go, well, I don't know if that's God. Do you really think the devil's trying to get you to give money away to someone? You know, it's like, no, God's trying to reveal his purpose in your life. Oh man, I'm going to be generous. So it's that way of going, you know what? We've made it too complicated. Submit to God every day. And watch how he'll put ideas in your mind and it'll reveal God's perfect will in your life.
0: Amen to that. Amen. So, hey, guys, I going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Pastor Aaron. Are you enjoying the weekly spiritual kickoff? If so, we are now offering a way to participate in our live daily spiritual kickoffs that happen Monday through Friday. In our community. This is your chance to chat with me directly and other members of our community to dive into scripture and to leave with practical ways to simplify and apply God's word to your daily walk. And here's the best part. You get all of this for just five dollars a month. So for what most people pay for a breakfast meal, you can join us on this journey of spiritual growth and leadership, which will always lead you full. Our community is dedicated to supporting each other and pushing forward in our faith. Come join me in the Lion's Den and become the leader God intends you to be. Sign up now at thelionwithin.us and let's start this journey together. Remember, it's only $5 a month for this amazing opportunity. So visit thelionwithin.us so you don't miss out. So you, you, so Pastor, and you mentioned something there, and I wanted to kind of talk about it because it's it can be so hard, particularly when I looked at the story of Joseph. And one thing that jumps out to me, I know a lot of guys struggle out there when and and sharing and evangelizing with family. Okay, and I want to unpack it a little bit with you because. Maybe not all the guys listening know the story of Joseph, but you talk about putting the fun and dysfunctional. I mean, this is it. This this family does it, right, bro? So, I mean, how would you, you know, encourage the guys out there where they're struggling with their family, maybe they're struggling trying to connect with them or or to evangelize or to share the gospel with family, to lean into the story of Joseph and learn so that we can use that to our advantage so we can go out there and, and do the work we've been called to do? I love that. You
1: know, I always think that our first ministry should always be to our family, mm-hmm. um, everything we do. And part of that is I tell people, you know, I don't have the opportunity to preach to anybody that I haven't first prayed for. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and that's a big takeaway for me that I want you to get is is you don't have the right to, to preach to anybody you don't pray for first. So um, my challenge is. If God if your family especially your family's far from God uh, struggling do this make a prayer list. And I make a prayer list every single month. I've talked about this on my social media. I've kind of broke it down a few weeks ago on my social media of how I make a prayer list. Right. And my family is on that prayer list. I'm praying for them always. And what I'm praying for is God give a give them a divine opportunity some way for you to speak to them and then use my life. And it's interesting when I go on, you know, a family trip or We do a family get together or a family reunion. How, because I prayed, now I'm on alert going, God, maybe you're going to use my life during that. So pray for them first. Always always handle it well when it comes to prayer. And then the second one is, you know, I think we're so interested in speaking the right words about faith, which I think is important. We want to honor God with that. But I would challenge you before you speak the right words when it comes to evangelism, make sure you're speaking the right words when it comes to encouragement for their life. Mm. (laughs) So I just because everybody's like, man, I don't know how to share my faith. I'm like, sometimes um, you'll never get the opportunity to share your faith because you're just a mean person in the middle part. You know, like, so how about you just like speak kindly to them, like honor your in-laws or you know, you know, don't, don't trash your, your siblings, like speak life over them. And what, honor is a great principle that we see all throughout the scripture that people will never listen to you, listen to you until you've honored them first. Mm-hmm. And so I live a life there. I'm just, I try. And, and by the way, if, I know there's a lot of you men out there. Let's me tell you some of the hardest people for me to honor are my family members, not my immediate family, not my wife and my kids. Right. It's, it's the, the outside family. You get right. the idea. Yep. And, and I've realized, but they're my mission field. They're who God's called us to reach. What, what point is it if we reach the whole world and we lose our family? Right. So I, I love the story of Joseph because Joseph <laughs> had to win with his family. You know, he yeah. had to win in multiple ways. He had to make sure he wasn't bitter. The end story of Joseph, if you don't know the story is, you know, um, it, it, this is again the famine happens. He's second in command over all of Egypt. This is 13 years after he got his original dream. The famine happens. That's seven years. Then his family. I mean, it, it's seven years of blessing. Then the seven years of famine happen. Right. So he's probably they say around his 40s before he has to address his family. Right. And and he had a choice to make. Like, am I going to get back at him? Am I going to get right with him? I'm mean, am, I, am I going to 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 prove them wrong or and you can even see, if you read the story of Joseph, <laughs> he kind of plays around with him. You can see his flesh is involved in a little bit of yep. it. You know, he kind of ran him around a little bit, which wasn't right. But he ultimately made the right decision to say, you know, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to live in a place to honor God. And that was a witness to his family. And yep. it ended up, the Bible actually said, saving his family. Yeah. So your lifestyle, and we're, we're so worried about, like, I don't know what words to speak. God will give you the words to speak. Let your lifestyle be something that honors, that celebrates, that encourages. And um, I think I I really think the
0: Lord will use your life when when
1: when you just guard it that way.
0: Amen to that, man. I, I tell you guys all the time when you don't know what to say. Your testimony does more for from an evangelism standpoint than any words that you could come up with. The Holy Spirit's gonna do the saving anyway. So nothing that we, yes. we you know do we can't we can't actually do any saving. That's a spirit thing, but
1: your that testimony is, right, guys.
0: your testimony matters how you treat your wife. How does your family see you treat your wife? How does your family see you treat your kids? How does your family see you with your finances and stewardship all these yep. little things, man, they're going to open up opportunities when when, the, when God is ready. And then that may be your chance. But, man, it, it starts with our personal testimony. So I'm so glad you went there.
1: Absolutely. I was thinking about it. I preached it at my church, and I, I heard it from like from some other pastor um, years ago. Um, our greatest witness should be our marriage and how we treat our our kids and how we treat our spouse. Right. And I said it this way. I said, um, you know, if I'm evangelizing to someone and they say, um, "You know, how how does God love me?" I right. should be able to respond to them by saying, "Look how I love my wife." Right. Well, what does God speak over me? Well, look how I speak about my wife. Mm-hmm. Our marriage should be something that that shows the character of God, right? And um, and so I, I challenge Ben all the time. I'm like, it, "Let me tell you, you you can fake a lot of things in life." You. Your marriage will determine a lot right. of, of, of your real testimony. So um, that's why I took even some time off this summer just to invest in my family. The so. church is growing. Things are happening. I'm going, what, what does it matter? What does it matter if the book goes all over the world if the family doesn't win? Right. And man, we've got to prioritize that better. Um, and and you know what's interesting? With my extended family, the more my my immediate family is healthy, and right. spiritually whole, the more of a witness it is to my extended family. And then they start calling,
0: asking questions. And it's a great witness to them. So powerful right there, man. So powerful. And I think you guys don't, don't gloss over that fact where he was talking about with Joseph. You know, brothers standing there, they've sold him to slavery. They they've left him for dead. And then he's in a position of power. So many mm-hmm. of us, when we get to that position of power, particularly as men, man, it goes right ahead so quickly and and, and he, yep. he like you said he had those fleshy moments but at the end he made the decision to to follow God's will you know and and, and do the right thing and that can be it's just such a powerful testimony right there just to to his family all you know he could have with one word taken them all out you
1: know? Yep. yep he could have done it but he chose the right thing and our choices really matter
0: amen to that well, I know one section of your book that really jumped out to me that I know a lot of guys struggle with, including me, because I, as a podcaster, you, you're constantly dealing with imposter syndrome and 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 negative feedback, and people are always throwing stuff at. Particularly mm. when you do stuff for the Lord, you know what it's like. I mean, you you never hear well, you do hear some positive things, but the the negative stuff definitely just resonates louder. And for me, with that the section on rejection. And how yep. you should redirect rejection. I'd love for you to just kind of unpack that a little bit for our listeners. Because I know there are a lot of guys out there who are feeling rejected right now. The world's yep. kicking them. What, what how, What's some encouragement you would, would offer there?
1: Well, rejection
0: happens to the best of us. Hmm.
1: But it doesn't have to get the best of us. And that's what I want people to know. It's, um, you know, if you think you're going to go through the world without rejection, it's... um. You're, one, you're fooling yourself, and two, if you end up doing that, it's because you didn't make a difference. Right. Because if you're going to make a difference, you're going to deal with some haters in your life and some critics. Um, so, rejection is something we all deal with, and and I've dealt with it my whole life. Where, um, and I give funny stories of rejected from basketball teams to yeah. rejected from my school. I got kicked out of um, high school, a Christian school. After I got saved, after I really gave my life to Lord, called in the ministry. I've been dealt with rejection so many times. By
0: the way, we need to go talk and, uh, to that one teacher. What was it? He cu- it was nine kids and he and he cut you out of the there were only nine that tried out. I was the
1: only one. Bro, we I gotta talk to that teacher.
0: We, we gotta get him on the show. We we need to figure this out. I, I, listen, I, I I don't
1: know who he is, but I'm glad I don't know because you know what? <laughs> I I just left and Got better because it – and if the listeners don't know what we're talking about, get the book. Got their right. advantage, check it out. And uh, I have some pretty funny stories in there about rejection. But it happens to all of us, um, even as a pastor. I mean, I've dealt with it recently. Um, and it's, it's, it happens to so many of us. So we have to learn how to deal with it. What do we do when the people in our life are mean are, are, are like they, they, they treat us wrong? So you have to make a decision. And the big decision I talk about in the book is not giving way to bitterness in our life that you can go through a bitter situation without becoming bitter. Mm-hmm. You can deal with a bitter world without getting a bitter heart. And we all know people that have that bitter heart. You know, you can even see them They They get up there in age and you just tell them that that they've let bitterness in. So how do we overcome that? Well, we've got to learn how to forgive. We've lear- got to learn how to extend grace to people. And I'll talk about a lot of strategies of doing that in the book, but and we've got to understand that rejection, with uh, God's help, can be redirection to something that God has for your life. Mm. So I've, I've seen it happen two different ways, and um, I think these will help people. Okay, Rejection's done two different things to me. One, it's brought me to a better opportunity in the future that I was rejected from. So let's say I was applying for a job, didn't get a job, and I got rejected. Um, what I've seen with God is when I submit myself to God and don't get bitter, he leads me to a better job. Yeah. So take that as, as it is, God can lead you to a better scenario. So, you know, even people, um, I had lunch today with a buddy and, um, he is a pastor leader, incredible guy, but his wife walked out on, um, three or four years ago. I mean, devastating scenario. And I remember sitting there and it was so heart wrenching. And I remember talking to him going, you're going to have to forgive. You're going to have to, I mean, she, she just walked out on him. She walked out on the whole family, just right. a reprobate mind. It's a terrible scenario. And I said, you got to, you got to guard yourself from bitterness and, and prove, figure out how, what God has for you. And he did. He submitted himself to the Lord. And now he's celebrating his couple year anniversary, beautiful wife, loves the Lord, you know, on just a great marriage. And I remember sitting there going, man, the Lord actually used the rejection to bring something greater on this life. So rejection can bring you a better opportunity in the future. The second thing rejection does is rejection can make you better. And we forget this. We actually can learn from our haters. And right. so when you, when you deal with rejection, um, I, I tell people, I tell pastors, if people leave your church, find out why. Don't, 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 don't just sit there and go, you know, oh man, it stinks for them. They're, they're going to miss out. Of course they're going to miss out. But there's something you are doing that you need to get better at. And I learn from everybody. If someone leaves our staff, I'm going to figure out why. Why? Because I want to get better. I want to constantly grow. I want to constantly improve. We have to learn how to get better through our rejection. So God brings us to better opportunities, but he also makes us better people. And we can get better in the midst of hard times when we embrace it and say, God, what are you trying to do in me During this season, so I gave, you gave the example of, uh, you know, I got, uh, I went to a school, this is what, sixth grade, um, and uh, went to a basketball team, tried out, I was the only one, didn't make it. Well, actually, sixth grade, me and one other guy didn't make it. Seventh grade, there was only, you know, a handful of people, I was the only one that didn't make it. So I had to make a decision right there. I mean, like, I'm going to get better. Now, I never tried out for another team, but I'm better at basketball now because of that. So you just got to figure out what is the Lord trying to do through the rejection?
0: Yes, you do. And I love your examples there. So make for better opportunities, making us better people. I'm very similar to whoever you had lunch with today, because I've gone through a divorce. I've walked that and that, that mm-hmm. rejection. It just hurts when they walk out on you. Right. And I just remember the you way she walked out does. and it just breaks you. But now that set me up because now. I'm an even better husband. Now, I'm not a great husband. I'm still learning every day. That sanctification is always happening every day as a husband. But. <laughs> but
1: I bet you learned a lot of lessons and became better than you ever could have been.
0: Amen. Right. So. And now I, I, I totally can appreciate it more. I can understand, and I can even counsel men better now. To when I see them in relationships that are potentially harmful or, or pulling them down to, hey, there's something to, that you need to be aware of here. God has a better way because a lot of times this one like with me we do the relationships our way. Like we'll give Jesus like certain things, yep. but we'll give you our time on Sunday, but I want you to stay on my wallet and I want you to stay in my bedroom. I, I see that a lot with, with, with guys, man. So it's like, no, you gotta, yeah. you, you really, when you surrender, you surrender all areas of your life. That's tough. It is tough. And
1: you surrender, and you surrender the idea of going your way is the best way. It's not the best way. Right. And many times the Lord teaches us that through humbling us. Um, and in ways nobody wants to be humbled. Right. But what I've learned is you either humble yourself or God humbles you. Those are the only two options we got. So I'm going to learn how to say, God, hum, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to walk in humility or God uses some scenarios where he humbles us and it's difficult, but he's always trying to make us better. He's more interested in what he's going to do in us than what he does through us. So if okay. you are sitting there go, God, use me. God, use me. God, give me that platform. God, give me that business. God, give me that family. Listen, I believe God will give you great things in life, but he's more interested in what's going on in you than what he's doing through you. So embrace what God wants to do in your life first. Embrace the hard stuff and watch how he'll change you. I tell people... If your dream is not in its mature state, right. it's probably because you aren't either. Mm. So that means there's something that God's trying to mature in you, grow in you, let him work it out of you. And sometimes that even happens through rejection. But um, I'm learning every time I get rejected. I'm going to get better.
0: Amen to that. Amen. Well, guys, we want to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to unlock your true potential? Introducing 30 Days to Unleash the Lion Within, a revolutionary series that will transform you into the leader God intends you to be. In just 30 days, you'll embark on a journey of self-discovery and growth. This free resource offers a series of messages, each packed with proven methods to simplify and apply God's word to your life. Inside this series, you'll find practical strategies to unleash your leadership potential You need to learn how to harness the power of God's wisdom and apply it to your everyday decisions. Discover how to lead with integrity, inspire others, and make a lasting impact. But this just isn't another series. It's a transformative experience that will help you find your purpose, ignite your passion, and unleash the lion within. So visit thelionwithin.us forward slash unleash to claim your free copy of this series. Don't wait any longer. Visit thelionwithin.us forward slash unleash and become the leader God intends you to be. So, Pastor Aaron, I want, speaking of, of, of learning and, and our getting to that state to where we can do God's work, you talk a lot about the oppressed opportunists. You talk about working while we're waiting and, and not yep. just sitting on our, our hands and knees, just waiting for God to show up. But we got to put in the work too. Because if we want to do yep. the things that God's called us to, you know, sometimes it's a season of work. And I think, was it this, I remember, came can't remember if it was this chapter where he talked about your first ministry opportunity was leading children. And that's not what you wanted to do, but that's where God called you. That's, and that ultimately ended up helping you in your overall ministry. So what would you say to that guys out there that right now that are listening who maybe God's called them to a season where they need to put in the work to put in that effort to get to that next job yeah. they call them to around, you know, working while we're waiting?
1: Um, I, I think it's so uh, this chapter is uh, I shouldn't have favorites, but it's my favorite it is. Um, because it shows me something about the character of God. So I don't want to give away the book, but I'll give away one little uh, part of it is um, Joseph goes into prison. People believe he went into prison um, when he was right about 20 years old. So you've got, re- you've got to understand he's in prison for probably about 10 years, 10 years of his story. He's um, he's oppressed. He's in prison. And that's, that's brutal because uh, I looked at that and going, that's such a wasted season. Now, we know God used the prison to connect him to the, 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 cup, the baker and the, the person right. that was connected with Pharaoh. But actually, I found a crazy truth. And the crazy truth is that the prison systems didn't exist in the world like we think of them today. But the prison system that was in Egypt was so far ahead of its time. And that prison system actually was an education system. So they educated their prisoners. And I thought, isn't that like God? God took somebody who he knew would be second command of all of Egypt. But where did he train them? He right. trained them in the prisons. So I looked at that going, there was a reason God had him hidden in this prison season. So you're in a job right now that you don't like. You might even call it a prison. You feel frustrated. You, you will. Understand one day, even though you don't understand it now, that the lessons you're learning now are God ordained because he has something for you in the future that you're going to need in this time. The example you gave, which was when I did my internship, I did an internship in Oregon and um, I wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to be a missionary and travel the world and preach the gospel. And they go, you're going to do children's ministry. And I said, no way. I don't like children. I don't want to do anything to do with children's ministry. (laughs) But we did children's ministry. And we put on a VBS. And the VBS was a volcano island. It was this cool experience. So I put on this whole VBS all summer long. I thought it was the biggest waste of time. Until a year later, the tsunami happens in 2004, the end of 2004, middle of 2005. I'm flying to Asia to work full time as a missionary on Sri Lanka, which is this little volcanic, beautiful island as a person ahead of over 5,000 kids putting on these programs all over the island. Where did I learn that? Through that season that I thought was pointless. No season is wasted with God, but we have to embrace what is God trying to teach me during this time? So I outlined in the book, I said, God's trying to do two things during your seasons where you're waiting. He's trying to connect you with some relationships that you need to be connected with. And you don't know who those people are, but you need to embrace those relationships. Cause it's the relationships in the prison that opened the door to the palace. And he's trying to teach you some principles that you don't know what they are yet, but you need to learn and grow during this season. And because why? Cause God's going to use them. And guess what Joseph did when he left the prison, he's now second in command over all of Egypt and how he didn't have a learning curve to have. Why? Cause he had the best education he could have for 10 years. He had a doctorate degree and what it meant to be an Egyptian yeah. because he was in a system where he embraced what God had for him so that he can learn, so that he could be all that God's called him to be in the next season. Mm -hmm. So God's trying to do something now that he will use next, but you got to embrace it right now. And uh, that's tough because we don't like dark seasons, but beautiful pictures are developed during the dark rooms of life. Right. So you're in those dark rooms of life and you go, there's just tough. You know, y'all remember. You know how it is. I mean, before digital cameras, you know, you have to take your little film and go to Walgreens or whatever it was, and 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 they had to put it in a dark room. God puts us in a dark room; He develops us, and um, nothing's wasted, right? And
0: I think I I heard something the other day. I was at a at a speech. I was at an event. The the speaker was talking, and she was talking about that every eighteen months on average throughout your lifetime, you, you're you going to go through that trial. You're going to have, mm-hmm. now, sometimes the trials aren't as bad as, you know, a cancer diagnosis or something like that, but you're usually going to go through <laughs> some trials. But like you said, man, you you can have that as opportunities for growth or setbacks. You, you really have a decision. But my encouragement from reading this book and from talking with you today, everything that we think is a, a, a disadvantage is actually an advantage when we put it in the right light. It is. It is because you're going to look up and, and that's the whole idea the unfair advantage
1: is you're going to get to your potential one day and your purpose that God has for your life. And you're going to look back and go, the only way I got here is because during that tough season, God did this work in me. That's right. And, and, he, and nothing's wasted with him. But don't waste that moment. So, you know, um, I, I deal with a, a lot of young people in our church that are single, and, you right. know, 20s, 30s. And they're single, and they're like, I'm just waiting for that person. I'm waiting for that person. I'm like, well, while you're waiting, here's what you do: become that person, become the person God called you to be. God, so so you know what you do? You you work out, you read some books, you stretch your mind. You how about this? Get out of debt. You know all those real practical things. And when I tell people, I'm like, don't waste your single season. Use it because then when God brings you into to that next season, you're going to look back and go, oh, he was preparing me along the way. So it's not time for you to sit at home by yourself and watch Netflix and play video games all night.
0: Work on yourself in your prison and watch how the Lord will bless you. All right, y'all. We're going to get a collection. We're going to all go out of Tampa and watch Pastor Aaron preach the word. <laughs> my man is on fire. Bro, This you're, you're all over it because I, I work with a lot of youth, too, young men, things mm-hmm. like that, and, yep. and guys who... I get a lot of guys that come to us, you know, they're going through a season of divorce or they're having trouble with their spouse or things like that. And they always like, what do I need to do? How can I get her back? I'm like, bro, stop. Like, it ain't about her. It's about you. Be the man that guys called you to be. And if you're that guy, like you said, if you're single, you know, what is, what is the future Mrs. whoever looking for? Like how, what, are you checking those qualities? Are you growing mentally? Are you growing physically? Are you growing, you know, uh, with with your finances and being a good steward? So you just drilled it because yep. I think so many times we we're, we're just chasing, 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 and we too many times there's boys trying to be men. Let's just be a man, and then the women absolutely, will come, the women will come to the men. I mean, that's just the absolute absolutely they, they will up. come, and 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 they
1: need godly men right sure. there. I mean, they're they need it, and and so
0: we, we just work on us and watch how the Lord will direct it man i love it but the last thing from the book i want to cover then we're going to talk about a little more fun stuff but your formula we got maybe we can just give the guys a little taste of your formula for discovering your unfair advantage because i thought it was awesome because it talks about personality passions and pain and all that if you if you throw all that together man then you can finally figure out what god's calling you for so how did you come up with that formula that's just that was that was killer Thank you. Well,
1: you know, it's 10 years of pastoring here in Tampa and, uh, we've always you know, brought people through a discovery process and our discovery process always had personality and passions. Right. And you know, Hey, what do you, what, what, you know, it's, and that's kind of the norm when it comes to, you know, figuring out what did God create you to do. And, and so we always say, you know, what's your personality? He uniquely designed you. Um, I think the great quote is, is, you know, uh, when you can't figure out your destiny, look at your design because your design reveals your destiny because mm. God, God designs us with our destiny in mind. Right. So you look at your personality and if you're, you're a strong leader or you're, you're more of an introvert your personality reveals a lot about what your, your potential is. Right. And then I said, what's your passion? You come alive based off of whatever that is. That's connected because that passion is from God. God, God gave us that passion. Whether that passion is golf, whether it's your family, whether it's hot traveling, Whether it's writing, whatever it is, there's a passion inside of you. But then I realized with this book, we're missing the third component, right? Because actually our pain is connected to our purpose. So then it's, it's look back. What have you gone through? Mm -hmm. When you look at what you've gone through, it helps us look at going, oh, I went through that because of this. And that's because God has this thing in, my, in store for my future. So it, you, you got to have all three of them. The book outlines it a little better than I just did. But um, I would encourage you, if you're ever trying to figure out, man, what is it? What is the unfair advantage God has in my life? How do I get to that potential in my future? Um, evaluate personality, passion, and pain. Right. And you'll get a, you'll get a pretty – it's so cool even talking to podcasters and um, pastors and people that run nonprofits. Almost always, they all start the same. Why did you start this? Man, something in my personal yeah. I have a passion for this. And then I went through something that needed. And, and that's that's our story. It's your story, Chris. It's all yep. of us. That's we right. all have that moment where we go, I needed this. Right. And I'm
0: telling you, that's, that God uses it to point us to our ultimate purpose. He does, man. We lost our daughter. When we lost her, it, it, wow. it led us to a trail of here, here we are. So, I mean, this is it, man. So, wow. So you're right. Wow. There's so much good that can come out of our pain when we lean into it. I mean, the pain sucks while you're in it, but if you grow from it, there's so, so much you can do for God. So, so man, much, man. Hey, guys, we are going to take our last break and we'll come back and we'll wrap up with here with Pastor Aaron. We have a resource that allows you to test how strong of a Christian leader you are. We designed a short quiz so you can see for yourself how prepared you are for the battle. Don't worry, it's multiple choice, and it's a lot of fun. So to access this free resource, visit thelionwithin.us slash quiz. That's thelionwithin.us slash quiz, and see if you are ready to unleash the lion within. I'm curious, man, writing the book, you said this is your first one. You you absolutely drilled it. How hard was it writing the book? Did you enjoy the (laughs) process? You know, I, I think with
1: everything, you know, God prepares you. So right. um, about a year before COVID, 2018, 2019, um, I got my doctorate and um, I was getting my doctorate. And while I was doing it, you have to write like 30 to 40 pages a week of like doctoral level writing. right? And I hated it. But again, it's the part of the story. I right. didn't realize the Lord was preparing something in me. And so then I, uh, so I learned to love to write. And so then um, when God gave me this book. I preached a message on this top topic in front of a couple thousand pastors in in Dallas. Uh, this is like February of 2020. I mean, right before the world shut down. Right. And um, I preached a message and three different authors, one being Mark Batterson, who's the forward of the book, came up to me after the, after the session and said, you've got to write that into a book. So, um, you know, I didn't make it happen on my own. I never opened one single door. I've never pro- self-promoted any of it. It's, the Lord has to do it all. So. I love the process. If anybody feels God's calling them to write, here's what I would challenge them to do. Just start writing every single day a little bit and let see how the Lord uses it.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Well, I'm so glad you did. And I mean, it's definitely something I've learned a ton from Pastor Aaron. And before we go, let's jump into it. We do a, we do a lightning round at the line with Dennis. Love it. We do that at the end of the show. So let's just jump in, have a little fun. I'm curious on some of your answers, by the way, what they're going to be based off the book. <laughs> I can probably guess this first one, but what is your... Your favorite hobby? Uh, CrossFit. Knew it. it. How long have you been doing CrossFit? I can't remember. Uh, About
1: six or seven years. I love it. I do it every day. Almost every day.
0: So do you do the crazy workouts like the Murph and stuff like that?
1: Everything. I do it all. I do it all. I was there at 6 o'clock this morning. I'm I'm an everyday guy. So... I'm turning 40 this year, so I'm trying to stay in shape. It's kind of tough.
0: I hear you, so. man. Well, I did our my first Murph this year on Memorial Day. Oh,
1: good for you! That was awesome Good for you. My
0: oldest daughter. Uh, it's
1: it's a it's a terrible workout, but it's fun to do every year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. It, it it was the worst part for me was the last mile. I mean, the rest of it was oh amazing. yeah, hands was, down. Yeah, the, the last mile. I I wasn't anticipating that the suck that that included. So yeah, yeah it was it's terrible. <laughs> terrible absolutely well love it love it so all right after you're doing all those workouts man what's your favorite food
1: oh my gosh uh french toast anything breakfast i'm
0: a big breakfast french guy. guy. So french toast. but i'm also a
1: steak guy okay. so i i if there's a good steak house in a, in a city and i'm traveling i'm gonna i'm gonna splurge on a good steak so okay tampa bay is known for its steak so if you guys come to tampa there's some right. great steak places so we're uh I'm sure there's no vegetarians on this on this uh thing here. So we uh, we love our red meat.
0: <laughs> we're good to go, man. We're good to go. <laughs> awesome. Well let's let's talk about sports for thing. What's your what's your favorite sports team?
1: I'm a Bucks guy. So uh Brady, you know, Brady left us, but yep. we uh we we go on and uh some of the Bucks players come to the come to the church. It's pretty cool. That's but we cool. Uh, yeah, we have, we have a good time. I like going to the games. I'm not I'm not too into them. I don't follow all the stats, but right, um, uh, I'll, I'll go with the Bucks here. So <laughs> I hear you, man. We call ourselves we call ourselves Champa Bay in Tampa Bay and Tampa because we got we got the Lightning, the Rays, and the the uh, Bucks, and all three of them are winning teams. So that's pretty awesome.
0: They are so. man. See the Rays, their their farm league for them is right where where I'm from is the Durham Bulls is the feeder team. Yes. For, for Tampa. Yeah. So I go see Tampa play all the time. Well, will awesome. go see Durham playing, Now we get to see a lot of players jump up to the next level. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, man. Very cool. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of something about uh, more in your profession. So when you think about God, what is your favorite thing about him?
1: Oh man. I, I mean, I'm pretty overwhelmed with the fact of God is our father. God is the one that he is going to protect us. He loves us. He's our shepherd. I just think, the fact that God is intricately involved in every detail of our lives. He, he spun the universe, but he knows everything about us. Right. And it just brings me so much comfort. Um, So I just I connect a lot to that. I have a great dad. I want to be a great dad. And I think I look at the, our God as a as a
0: great father. Amen to that, brother. Then let's flip it. 180. What's your least favorite thing about Satan? Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, the deceiver. I hate it
1: that there's sometimes I'm going. I feel like I'm being lied to, and sometimes you, the problem with deception is you don't know you're getting deceived at times. So mm-hmm. I, I hate the fact that that our our enemy is such a deceiver because he gets a lot of us. You know, what? let me just say this: he deceives us most, and I talk about it in this book. He deceives us most about the fact that our sin doesn't have consequences. Right? Sin always has consequences. It does. And uh, the enemy lies to us and says, "No, you'll you'll get away with it," and you never get away with yeah.
0: it. Yeah. So. I hate that. Amen to that. When you look back over the last year, Pastor Aaron, what did you spend too much time doing?
1: Uh, Scrolling on social media. We've got to get off our phones. We do. That's our biggest issue. We do. So, it robs us of so much joy, so much connection with our family. So mm-hmm. my wife and I are both, we both challenge each other with that. And uh, just, hey, put your phone down. Kids are in the room. So.
0: Amen. Got to be intentional. It's hard. It really is hard. But, it yeah, is it's very hard. hard. What about any new habits? Got any new habits that maybe you've created recently or that you, get, that you want to create in the future? We always try to give our guys ideas. It could be health habits or, or mental habits. Yeah. try to get tips from you.
1: I love habits. Um, I talk about a lot on my podcast. I love, I love uh, getting in routines. Uh, my newest one is listening to fiction books on Audible. Nice. Um, it's a habit. I've never done it before in my life. I have started it now going through. You know, some a different fiction series just because it I, I've never. My wife was so shocked. She's like, you never listen to a single book that's not like, you know, a spiritual growth or a leadership book or and I'm like, never. And so she's got me in all this fiction stuff. And it's helped me. Uh, I, it's 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 challenging my mind so that I'm not
0: just jumping on Netflix or YouTube. Amen so. to that. I, that was a, you're the second or third person that's brought that up over the last couple of weeks. Really? So maybe God's just telling me something. I need to get an audible account. <laughs> hey, get an Audible account. Listen to some books. It's pretty fun. Awesome. Awesome. Last question for you, Pastor Aaron, is what's one thing that you hope the guys listening today remember from our conversation?
1: I think the biggest thing is that nothing's wasted with God. And if you're in a tough season right now, it's a season. And the good thing about a season is seasons change. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I will always remember the quote, um, I, I believe it's by Corey Ten Boom, who said, when if you go through a dark tunnel. And, you know, it totally goes dark. Um, you don't jump off the train. Right. You sit still and you trust the conductor. You trust the engineer. You c- trust the person in charge. You might be in a dark season right now. Trust God's going to get you through it. And we live life forward, but we understand life backwards. Mm. So you you live it forward, but you're going to get to a place where you look back and you go, God was in charge. God made it happen. So just sit tight, learn as much as you can during this dark season. Nothing's wasted with God. And uh, you're going you're gonna to understand it all in the future. And if we don't understand it on Earth, because there's some things, I mean, losing a daughter, some things happen. You just don't ever understand it all. But we'll understand it in eternity.
0: We will. Absolutely. So where do you want guys to go to get a copy of your book, to connect with you on social media, different places? Where, where, where do you want to send them?
1: Oh, man. Well, if you want to buy the book, uh, that would help. I think uh, I think it would be awesome. I think it'll be a huge blessing. It, it is on Audible, it's, it's available anywhere um, books are sold. You can also buy it on Amazon. That'd be awesome. And then uh, you can go to AaronBerg.com. That's kind of my website. It's got all of information about our podcast, social media. Um, you know, I'm pretty active on Instagram. And uh, I don't get on TikTok much, but right. I have a TikTok, all those kind of things. So, to, to people, uh, check it out. Um, if the book helps you, Something that helps you send me a DM. I want to know about it. I want to I wanna see how the book has helped some people. And um, and you know, thanks for for sharing it with
0: people. Amen. So what's your handle on Instagram so guys can check.
1: Aaron R Burke. Aaron R Burke. And that's so well, the E but, right? B-U-R-K-E. B-U-R-K-E, yeah. So A-A-R-O-N, and then the R and Burke, oh. B-U R K E. But if you just type in Aaron Burke, i I pop up most of the time. So uh and then Aaron Burke.com is the website you can go to. So it's pretty easy, but
0: um i appreciate your listeners hanging with us during this absolutely and we'll make sure we get that stuff synced up in the show notes for you listeners out there so aaron this has been a phenomenal i really enjoyed this time Thank with you, you so you. much Chris. is there anything else you'd like to share with us today no thanks so much for the opportunity amen sir i well, hope you have a wonderful day every man needs to have a bunch of it is written in their life when the attacks come you better be ready. To help you get started, I want to give you a free guide to get 10 scriptures that will have you ready to fight like a lion. Along with the guide, there are a series of messages designed to come alongside you during your mission of committing these verses to memory. So get started by visiting thelionwithin.us. That's thelionwithin.us and unlock your free guide to fight like a lion. All right, guys, I told you that was going to be a fun one. Now he is full of energy, loved it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that one as much as I did. But for real, go out and think through some of the things he was talking about here. I have notes all over the place just for having a conversation with him, living life forward and understanding it backwards. Just remember what that looks like, guys. Okay. So you may be going through some stuff right now. We all are, but there's an opportunity that you have, which kind of leads me to the question I want you to think about. Can that unfair situation you're going through? be used for your advantage think about that you may be going through a trial how could that be used for your advantage for a potential season of growth and i know when you're in the trial when you're in the dark when you're in the woods it can feel like you're never going to get out just cling on just cling on hold on to christ just hold on to him and just trust him as you move through that season so hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation with Pastor Aaron. It was a fun one for me, for sure. It's always fun when you have guests who just have high energy and they just bring it. Highly encourage this book, guys. Spoiler alert. that's going to be our book of the week. So go check that out. The Unfair Advantage. This is an incredible book. And, and just it's full of good truths around Joseph. And I just enjoy reading Joseph. And anytime you get to go Genesis and hang out, it's a fun book to read. But Joseph is a story in the Bible that we could learn so much from, guys. Okay, so share this one out with others, particularly guys that you may be thinking who are going through a rough season right now. This may be the pick me up that they need. Okay, if you wouldn't mind, give us a rating and review. That would help big time, Phyllis. And then head over to the lionwithin.us. That's the lionwithin.us. Connect with us with all the different resources that we have. We have our daily spiritual kickoff. We have our community. We have our summit leadership development. And we also have lots of free resources for you over there, okay? So head on over there to the LandWithin.us. You can also check out some of our new stuff on the YouVersion Bible app. We have lots of ways we're trying to connect with you guys, okay? And so much of it is just designed to help you be the leader God intends you to be. So coming back on Friday, we have some good tips for you that hopefully are going to help you grow uh, as that leader. We got some couple of dad jokes that I really think is going to get you cracked up this week. So look forward to having you back here on our next fun Friday. And remember to unleash the lion within.